Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, New York Gun Guys, episode number two. My name is Taylor. I'm John. All right. And before we get into today's topic, I'd like to just make a correction to the last podcast, the episode number one podcast. I incorrectly referred to the Chinese Type 54 as a Type 33, T33. That's the that's the original Soviet variant, which it's the same. It's the same gun, but technically correct is the Type 54. Just really? want to be correct here because I care enough podcast. about guns. I know. I, I listened to it after the fact, and I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure all of our two listeners are going to be like, oh, embarrassing. I think we 54. have like 12 total oh, downloads. Okay, well. But, you know, 10 of those might have been me. <laughs> might have been. Yeah. Um, last episode, we talked about what we were going to talk about today was right, how to right. buy a gun in New York. But right. something came something, up. <sighs> Yeah. Something more important Some came up. Taylor discovered something, and he brought it to my attention, and we just decided that it's probably better off we talk about this today. And, I, did, you know, it's been around for a while, apparently, and I guess with everything happening with COVID and coronavirus, it wasn't really put out there. It wasn't really that public. And just browsing Facebook and Reddit, I'm like, what the hell is this horse yeah, shit? it's very interesting. It is the... Uh, John, what's the name of the bill that we got <clears throat> sitting in front of us here? Well, this is Bill. Uh, it's in the New York... Uh, state of New York... In the assembly right now, uh, it's going to be Bill nine nine zero three dash A. Let's see what's what's the uh, what's the name that they gave this bill. This is a, as of February twenty sixth. There is a bill that's related to this. Uh, I forget the exact um, the exact code that they gave it, but essentially they made one one change and then they like it was on February fourteenth and then they made the change and then they kind of. Uh, Right. Put this one back in on the 26th. So this is the same. It's the same bill minus one thing, which is pretty much useless. But this, Taylor, what's what's the actual name of the bill? The name of the bill is the Jose Webster Untraceable Firearms Act. Oh, Ooh. boy. Ooh, untraceable. Scary. I'm scared just thinking about I, it. Dude, I'm shaking right <laughs> now, man. And it, it, it really does... It, it really does just play to the agenda of the anti-gunners, what they did in this bill and how they named it. And what their ultimate aim is. Well, I definitely think that just, you know, I, I read over the bill, Taylor read over the bill. It's kind of sneaky. It is. It, it, I mean, it feels really sneaky to it me. It is. I mean, it's like. They're not banning the gun. They're, act, they're banning the act of making they're, the gun. They're essentially turning you, and we're going to go over this yeah. in like a little more in depth, but they're pretty much if you put any parts of a gun together, you are now considered a gunsmith. Right. And if you don't have a gunsmithing license issued by the state, you're now, what is it, a Class C felony? It is a Class C felony, yeah. yeah. So you are now going to be, you know, if you put a gun together, if you buy an 80% lower, for example, and you complete it... In a compliant fashion. Even in a compliant fashion, that's right. Just the mere putting together of the parts makes you a gunsmith under the law. Right. Uh, And, of course, you would be not licensed at that point. So... New York State also has, I know there's a federal license, like an FFL for a dealer in firearms and a federal gunsmithing license. New York State mm-hmm. also has a provision to where you need to be licensed at the state level in order to be a dealer in firearms and a gunsmith in firearms. I don't know. Some people don't know that. Some people just want to get, for example, an FFL and then realize if they want to sell handguns, you need a dealer's license. You need to go through all this process. You need to get right. fingerprinted. So in, in reading the bill, they did. it seems that they did put in that you don't exactly... You, you don't have to apply for all... The, you don't have to be a, a gun, you know, a gun dealer. No, you don't have fire, to be a gun dealer. dealer. I was just saying it's a similar right. process. You don't have to be a dealer in firearms to get a license in gunsmithing. Right. And we're, and we're going to go over that. So I guess, we'll, I mean, you just want to start from Section 1 on this bill? Well, uh, one thing I wanted to mention was that who is Jose Webster? 
I mean, they named the bill after him, so I think he must be kind of an important guy, mm, or he okay. might have been some sort of important figure. Sure, sure. Basically, unfortunately, he was a, a 16-year-old kid that was shot and killed due to gang violence um, in 2011, apparently. Now, was he a gang? Was he in a gang himself, or was he just like an innocent bystander? You know, I don't know. A lot of people, a, a lot of the news articles I read about it just said he was walking home with a friend. Two guys picked the fight with him, mm-hmm. and um, and then they, you know, they shot him. Okay. I'm going to read a little snippet here from the New York Post from September 16, 2011. Gotcha. Headline okay. is Bronx teen shot while walking girlfriend home. Oh, in the Bronx. Yep, in the Bronx. Very nice. Jose Webster, 16, and Anique Wallace. 16, I guess that's his girlfriend, were approached by two men on Teller Avenue near East 168th Street around mm. 8.50 p.m. Mm. who picked a fight with them, and one of the assailants fatally shot him in the chest. I'm sorry, what time were they walking home? They were walking home at 8.50 p.m., 20.50 oh, hours. not even that late. No, it's not. Interesting. <clears throat> and the one thing which, because it's named the Jose Webster Untraceable Firearms Act... Later on, in, in subsequent news articles, they found the killer. I'm not going to mention his name because mm-hmm. we don't glorify right. killers. Absolutely not. Um, there's no mention of even if he used a ghost gun. He was a gang member from the Mac Ballas gang. You know, whatever. The McDonald's game gang. <laughs> <laughs> so he shot him, you know, allegedly. I think he was convicted, so I don't have to say allegedly. He was convicted of shooting okay, and killing right. him. Right. And it, there's no mention as to if it was a, quote, ghost gun, end quote, or not. They, there's no mention of if it's an untraceable firearm. So what the left and the anti-gunners are doing here is they're using tragedy to push their agenda. And it's tragic that a, a young person was shot and killed. So just starting right at the top of that, it's already just, you know, the the anti-gunners really just got their, their foot on it. Right, and we don't even know if it actually was the result of a ghost gun. Right, exactly. Like that. That's the okay. whole thing. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so they're just using, you know... They they, they plucked the name. Yeah. They just plucked the name out. Okay. Right. I'm curious. We're going to have to look into that if he was actually... I From from the news articles that I read, I couldn't find mm-hmm. anything. And if I remember correctly, the, the killer alleged to have confessed to it when he was already locked up for another charge. Okay. So if, if I remember correctly... I um, see, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it's not known whether there was even a ghost gun in it or not. Okay. So let's dive into it, John. All right, yeah, so... Um, if anyone actually wants to follow along, <laughs> if you have the bill in front of you, we're going to be looking at page one. It's By the way, it was one. written February 14th, 2020, the bill. Correct. And so, then it was updated February 26th, 2020. Right. So we're looking at February 26th, 2020. It's bill 9903-A, New York Assembly. Um, so section um, <clears throat> section one seems to just, it kind of just goes over um, like the term guns, gunsmith. Mm-hmm. So it has the original the original term within the penal law, gunsmith. Um, you know, means any person or a firm, partnership, corporation, company who engages in business repairing, altering, yada, 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 firearms. Um, and it's going to be for for commercial use, right? Um, they added uh, a, a section B to that. So on now, line nine. Correct, yeah. So we're, gonna, we're down on line nine. You'll see it says, or B, any person who assembles, manufactures, uh, fabricates, builds, or fits together the components, parts of a firearm, rifle, or shotgun, regardless whether the firearm, rifle, or shotgun is intended for personal use, commercial sale, or for any other pers- uh, per- purpose. Uh, gunsmiths shall not include any person who performs routine cleaning or maintenance. So don't worry. Under this law, you could still clean your firearm without right. being a criminal. Right. Um, so yeah, like 
basically the the point about this section here that they're adding is that um, whether this is for personal use or or commercial use, you're now considered a gunsmith. So, you know, right. if, if if Taylor decides he wants to buy an eighty an eighty percent lower, not even an eighty percent, but even just a serialized lower at that. Right. So you can't buy essentially you can't buy anything and put it together. Right. Because now you. Just under the law, you have become a gunsmith. A gunsmith, and if you're not which is licensed, which is very interesting because uh, um, you could buy a fully assembled gun. Mm-hmm. You can't put it together, but you could buy it. You're not a gunsmith, but you could take that gun completely apart and put it back together because you Routine are maintaining it, and you're not a gunsmith all of a sudden. So it's just it's just basically it's really what they're ridiculous. trying to do. The intent of this bill is they're trying to ban the hobby category. Or the the supposed criminal element that circumvents gun laws in order to acquire a firearm. Well, newsflash, they're doing it anyway, regardless of if it's an AR or a pistol or an 80%. They're still doing it anyway. And the fact is that in New York State, one of the easiest ways to build a compliant AR is to buy it in parts and put it together yourself. A lot of times, dealers in New York upcharge just because they make it compliant. They fix Mm. the mag. They put a non-threaded barrel on it. But if you get all those parts and you do it yourself, you save, number one, a a crap load of money. And you you have the pride of knowing that you did it yourself. Right. So they're they're basically eliminating the... That, you know, right. they're, they're saying, okay, now at this point, if you want to do that, you're considered a gunsmith. And now you have to go through all the steps to actually being a gunsmith right. under the law. Um, so what is, so if, let's just say you do become a gunsmith. Let's just say you apply for the license to become a gunsmith. You know, what do, what do you actually, does that mean you could just build all of them you want? What do, what do you have to do with that? I mean, I have no idea. That it doesn't lay anything out like that. Well, and it we, actually does in the in the bill. What it says is that you have to... Let's just say you have an 80%. You're a gunsmith. And you mill right. out an 80% into a complete firearm. You have to stamp it, engrave it with oh, your right, own right, personal... Right. Yeah, that's well, what I was right. getting Right, so, so what Taylor's getting at is... Let's say you do create your own your own receiver, you know, from, from a... You know, a block of steel, and you mill it yourself 80%. or whatever. Like, let's say you even three D print it now. Right. It has this. This is what they're considering a ghost gun, right? It's not serialized or right. anything like that. Which federally um, is legal to do. Build your own firearms. It doesn't have to have a serial number. Right. For as long as it applies, Personally. yeah. As long as it, you know, is is compliant with NFA laws and whatever state law you, you're and, in. Right. Yeah. Um. So what they're kind of getting at here is, in and you can see later in the bill that you're actually, because um, as we all know, you do have to register your your rifles now in uh, in New York State. Well, you can't anymore. That's well, the whole thing. Exactly. So as as of right now, you have to register your your rifles with New York State. However, in this bill, now that everyone's a gunsmith, only gunsmiths are going to be allowed to actually register those firearms. So let's say you had an eighty percent lower, right? Taylor, it's, yeah. it's already serialized from the manufacturer right. or whatever. Well, it's not even eighty percent lower. Like better uh, okay, yet. so 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 any lower, just a anything, serialized. Anything. You go to your gun shop, right? You do it's a already serialized. It transfers to you. Correct. You would have to give that to a gunsmith. Right. Like as of right, them build it. Right. Right now, as of, as of this time, because this law, this bill is not passed. It passed the you, Senate. But. Right. So you you can let's say you could you can buy that. You could build your gun out and you could register it. Under this new bill, only gunsmiths can register firearms. Well, just just to clarify what you're saying, New York doesn't require registration of rifles, and the assault rifle registration is long over. But when, when the bill talks about registration of firearms, 
it, it, it basically says that a gunsmith has to register with the New York State Police as saying, hey, I created this gun with this serial number. So there's a record of it being built somewhere. So that's basically what it's saying with registration. In New York State, you don't have to register your, your normal compliant rifles, your normal compliant mm-hmm. shotguns. Mm-hmm. Handguns have to be registered and quote-unquote assault rifles had to have been registered by right. 2014. So this creates a registry for anything that a gunsmith builds. And like I said, it doesn't mm. it doesn't distinct it doesn't make a distinction between eighty percent with no serial numbers on it previously or a serialized firearm that you transfer via forty four seventy three. I mean it does say in here that it does define a ghost gun and within there it does say like partly completed right. lower receiver. So those would in theory, those oh. could be already stamped and serialized. Yeah, but then it's superseded by the fact that it says if you do any sort of assembling, fitting component parts, right, then right. Right. So re- right. So whether 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 you buy this receiver already serialized right, or like you are Anderson milling your own or whatever, um, at this point, you know it's you're you're, you're a criminal. You're right. you're a felon. Class right. C felony. Okay. Still a felony. Now this also gets into John. I don't know if you ever seen the um, the others the, um, the the rifles that people are the firearms that people are building in New York. They're short barreled with a pistol brace, mm. vertical grip up in the front. Have you ever seen those? I, I don't think I've seen one. I, I, you have mentioned it to yeah, me before. They're really fascinating. And this bill basically is banning those as well mm-hmm. because you're assembling a firearm. Right. It's not a rifle. It's not a shotgun. And for those people who don't know, basically, it's kind of like if you ever see the short Remingtons or the Mossberg Shockwave, it just, it's a firearm. It's not a shotgun because it fits within these weird legal definitions on a federal level. New York State... The SAFE Act defines rifles, pistols, and shotguns, but it doesn't define firearms. So people, what they have been doing, which I don't know if it's 100% or not, but it's apparently within the letter of the law, have been building firearms out of transferred, legally owned, Mm -hmm. you know, lowers, or even 80% Mm -hmm. lowers that they've been building themselves and making, quote, legal Mm -hmm. uh, firearms. It has to have an overall length of 26 inches, has to have a vertical grip, can't have a stock. And it's basically a workaround to New York State's, you know, semi-auto laws, which this bill will also aim to, you know, um, nullify your ability to build those. Mm-hmm. So if you look at, um, I'm just I'm just reading over yeah, my notes yeah, here. Yeah. Like, if you look at uh, for going on to page two, for example, here, um, this is going to be, I guess, subsection eleven. It's going to be on line seven. It just says a, you know, such person is not a gunsmith duly or. Uh, Duly licensed pursuant to the section 400 of the chapter and possesses a ghost gun provided that, and it kind of gives a grace period here right. of six, six months. months. Oh, thank where you. If, right. Where if yeah. you do own one of these, you, you, you have do have six months. You have to get gunsmith. Well, no, you, you could be in possession of it, correct. And, right. And, and you're not a felon yet. Right. But you're you have to get it yet. to a gunsmith in order to get it built before you're a felon. Well, you could have it. And you could have it already built. You could have built this already, right? right? And it's not serialized, let's say. So right. you do have six months to bring it somewhere, yeah, get, it get it serialized, and get it correct. Um, so basically, it, you know, to have possession, quote-unquote, of, of a ghost gun in, in what they describe, you, you must be a gunsmith, right? You have to right. be a licensed gunsmith now. Right. Um, so under the bill, anybody that does any work on a gun, again, you're now considered... A gunsmith. And it's not even <laughs> AR-15s, I feel like, because let's just say, John, you no, have it's gonna be any, a Mossberg any. 500, and one has a rifle barrel that you use for deer hunting, mm-hmm. and the other is a slug, a slug barrel mm-hmm. that is just smoothbore. Well, if you fit or refit 
the components of a firearm, and a barrel is a major component of a firearm. It's a pressure-bearing component. Right. Does that mean that just by you changing out a barrel, it's not routine maintenance or cleaning? Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's a, it's a gun for a completely different purpose. Sure. But now, I mean, try right. enforcing I mean, that shit. Right. And I mean, it doesn't, you know, I mean, really try enforcing, oh, try enforce any of this. I know. You know, we already have the New York Safe Act, which I don't think <laughs> oh I've really God. ever seen. I mean, and. It was like uh, a couple of arrests, right, but unless, it was just packed but, on because. People who got, let's just say, an illegal handgun in New York City, which had a, a thirty-round magazine in right, it or some shit. Right, right. So that's and that's kind of the point. Like, you, <laughs> I mean, you know, how many people do you do you think out there have thirty-round magazines? You know, and and they're just they're you know, and you can you can see it on social media. Oh, yeah. You know, that there are people out there in in New York who do mm-hmm. have these who do have these magazines. The non-compliance rate in not, New York right, was you know, very high. Right. So. It's already not being. No. I mean, who's really? Unless you know, the only the only time I've ever seen anything like this actually charged is if there's like a very large quote unquote gun bust, you know, and it has and <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of mean yeah, looking firearms there, right? An arsenal, he has right? Five hundred rounds of twenty two long rifle, <laughs> right? There's like three guns on the table, and then right, and it's there's an arsenal, <laughs> and um. You know, then they say, "Oh, in violation of the New York Safe Act and yeah. assault rifles." Yeah, you mean? I mean, that's really going to be the time. I, you're, n- I have right. not heard of any law enforcement agency going and looking for people who, not not even going to look for people, but just being somewhere and seeing someone who's non-compliant and doing right. something about it. I it's mean, usually added on after the fact if right. somebody has domestic violence issues, or if they have, um, they're trying to sell illegal firearms, or if they're Quote unquote illegal, of course, but it, it's just one of those things that the state now can tack on, just to say, hey, we're gonna, you know, bend you over with this now, and it's also a way that the state is gonna to basically bully law-abiding citizens into saying, well, now I can't do this, or now I can't do this because I'm gonna follow the law because I'm a law-abiding citizen. Criminals, on the other hand, aren't gonna care. They're still gonna build, you know ghost guns or whatever quote-unquote ghost guns the more more than likely they're going to get their guns from the, you know the streets the black market from interstate commerce federal interstate commerce which is breaking many state laws by transporting guns across state lines selling it illegally you know it, it just blows my mind when this kind of stuff comes up and people just are like you know what what the fuck i, I was telling some people i know about this bill because i just kind of came across it last week and they're like really like what i never heard of this like yeah what is and this? that's 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 scary because I'm I'm friends with a lot of people who are super super pro you know Second Amendment mm-hmm. and they they're very against like any type of legis- legislation and they, I'm very they, much so against right this. and they and they talk about you know you know they post on social media like you know different laws that are right. affecting you know two A but I haven't seen anything about this and barely I mean it's quiet man it's, it's really quiet usually and it's stuff got like this far it passed the Senate man yeah. It's, I think it's like two more steps, and it's on Cuomo's desk. I mean, have you seen anything about it on like from the NRA or anything like nah, that? Nah, no, I haven't. And you know what? I think COVID is partially like a mask to cover up because everyone's using COVID as an excuse now for whatever. You know, oh, business is slow, or oh, we're down capacity now because of COVID. I feel like people were really focused on the on more important. Not that this isn't important, but you know, people were out of work. People were really hurting for money businesses were closed right. i feel I like mean, they on, did this at the right time in their eyes when people were looking the other way dealing with life right. and problems right. they're just like pushing this through well, 
you know, what's the, I mean, there is a famous quote, never let a good crisis go to waste, you yeah, know, exactly. so. But it wasn't even a crisis, man. It's a manufactured crisis of alleged untraceable firearms. You know, at the end of the day, if a gun. Well, no, I just mean like the COVID crisis. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, so like, sure. I mean, you look, know. I'm sure it's, it's, it's no accident that no. something like this is being, I mean, uh, you know, not, not diving into conspiracy right. theories or anything. I'm not saying that COVID was manufactured just no. so they could push gun control. No. No. Obviously, we're not saying It was that. just taken but, advantage of. Right. Again, never let a good crisis go to waste. So they kind of see an opening where there's a lot going on in the world right now between right. COVID, between the protests, which are, you know, popping up as riots and all right. these chaz zones and, and people getting really badly hurt in all right. these places. You know, the hate against law enforcement right mm-hmm. now. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in the right. news. You know, it's an election cycle. We're, we're, we're getting really close. Oh there's a, I know there's a lot of stuff. And, <laughs> and this is like so far at the bottom of the right. list for people because they're being bombarded by oh, so much shit else. all day day long so, else, you know it's just it's a good time it's a good time to introduce something oh like it this. really is the last major time the last good time to introduce major gun control legislation was right after sandy hook and you know look what happened that passed mm-hmm. you know in the middle of the night no hearing no public vote and that on was, it that was the safe act right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. emergency legislation you need to be signed yeah. right now right <laughs> and you know what we're still dealing with the after effects of that you know hey we're gonna get this ammo background check system in place oh Feds, what do you mean we can't piggyback off your 4473 next system? Oh, we have to create our own system? Right. Yeah, we're not going to do that, but we're not going to repeal the law either. Right. So we're going to leave it in this ambiguous gray zone. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because it's going to be one of those things where it's like they can just use it at, at any time now. Right. Oh, yeah. They right. can just well, whip it well, out you and be had, like... You had all this ammo. Where was your background check? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's no way to do it? Oh, well, then you shouldn't have bought it because right. it's against the law. Right. And you know what? Now with this, now with this act that's going on, the Jose Webster Untraceable Firearms Act, the um, it's just going to be another one of those things where they're going to try, they're going to ram it through, they're going to sign it, and it's just going to be one of those things. How could you prove if a gun was built by you or bought or you know if you have a gun with an Anderson lower, you know I mean right p- prove that prove that I assembled it right you know. Yeah, I mean, and I guess that's really what's going to come down to. Yeah, no, it really is. It really is. And unfortunately, now the AR-15 has been demonized in our society, and the the, the politicians are going to be really are going after that gun right now. Um, it's just a really it, it it a gun is a gun, no matter what. So now there was also another law that New York State was uh, pushing. Through, I believe it was the um, something. The guy's name. He was he was a teacher that died on Long Island. Uh, he was a teacher that died in the Parkland shooting. Mm-hmm. It was a bill that was attached to this. I believe it was the uh, the Joseph Beagleman uh, Firearms Act or something like that. And basically, what what happened was they were Parkland shooting, the high school shooting. It was really tragic. The killer bought his gun from a gun store shot up a bunch of people, you know, shot up the school, and then was arrested and now is in jail. New York, this this act, I think, replaced that one, but the other one, um, I believe that the person's last name was Beagleman, and he was from Long Island. He was a teacher at the school who died trying to protect the kids. And the mother of the, the, the person who was killed mm-hmm. is now a very pro-anti-gun activist. She speaks on behalf of the anti-gun lobby mm-hmm. and is Democrat. Mm-hmm. Donating to 
you know, Democratic politicians. They mm -hmm. named the bill after him. Okay. I don't have it in front of me at the moment because this was more pressing. Right. Because it, w it was basically tacked onto this. Gotcha. But anyway, they named the bill after her son who passed away in Florida. Not because of ghost guns, not because of untraceable firearms, but because of a deranged criminal lunatic who wanted to inflict harm on society and kill mm -hmm. innocents. Mm, right. So, again, pulling at your heartstrings, trying to demonize the gun, trying to demonize anything they can to push their, their anti-gun agenda. Yeah, I mean, there's... In all politics, there's a lot of, uh, of emotion. You know, emotion's a huge part of politics. I mean, that's how you get votes one way or, you know, going one way or the other, right? Right. So, no matter what it is, there's, there's going to be an element of, of emotion involved. And, you know, look what happened to this person. This should have never happened because if we had this legislation about preventing X, Y, and Z with guns that are built in the home, then we could have prevented it and this would have never happened. Look, it would have happened either way, okay? It would have happened whether it was one type of gun or another or a handgun or a rifle or a shotgun or a bomb or a knife or, or it could be anything. Right. So. so what So what else does the bill say? Is there anything additional? Yeah, so we're still on page... Uh, let's see, we're going to be on uh, page two. Let's let's jump down to um, line 20. And this, this just kind of defines... Um, Go, you know, ghost guns for, or what they're saying, um, like what res what types of receivers are going to be considered ghost guns. So the, the existing uh, penal law says, for the purpose of this section, unfinished frame or receiver means a piece uh, of any material that does not constitute the frame receiver of a firearm, rifle, or shotgun. But, and this is the part that was added, but that has been shaped or formed in any way for the purpose of becoming the frame or receiver or a fire for a firearm, rifle, or shotgun, in which may be readily made into a functional frame or receiver through milling, drilling, or other means. Basically, uh, I think this is just saying that, um, you know, if you have like, like a block of metal, right? You know, in the shape of whatever, um, it it could re readily be be made into, you know, technically an unstamped. Receiver oh, yeah. of some sort. Oh, yeah. By the way, I, I found the act, um, the bill. It got taken over basically by this bill, but it was the Scott J. Beagle Unfinished Firearms Receivers Act. And it didn't go anywhere in the Senate. This bill took it over basically. Mm -hmm. gotcha. But it was sponsored by Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America. And in it was in the news in February that Moms Demand Action, every town, applaud legislation to prohibit ghost guns named in honor of victims of gun violence. Right. So it's not even... It's not even victims of specific gun violence. It's it's just gun violence named yeah, after victims of gun violence. They're picking names off of the off the tree. Exactly. Of, you know, so unfortunate. I, I had to do a little Google foo while while John was talking because I really wanted to bring it up. He was from Long Island, and it's it's very tragic that this person passed away trying to protect kids from a madman with a with a firearm. Right. And but unfortunately now they're using him as a martyr, and his mother is using mm -hmm. him his name to mm -hmm. try and ban our rights and ban guns. Right. And and look, we're not saying that. Look, I mean, it comes down to she obviously went through something pretty traumatic. Oh, of course. Right. We're not saying that she's a bad person. No, I mean, I'm not know, saying at, that at all. Look, I mean, it, everybody out there, it's 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 your right to not like firearms. It's your right to not want to own a firearm. I right. mean, I, I will I'll even argue it's it's your it's your right to 
make a case for why other people shouldn't own firearms. But just because you don't like firearms and you don't believe that they should be there, I mean, it doesn't give you the right to take away that right Right. from people who also have the right to enjoy their firearms and enjoy everything, you know, the sport of of shooting or or protection. or. It's it's in our Constitution. It's not like it's a privilege. It's not like it's driving a car. And unfortunately, people get really, really emotional about it very sensitive their, topic yes again. very sensitive which it really shouldn't be because just like your your right to religion your right to free speech your right to uh, be secure in your persons or property nobody really questions those rights but they question your right to own a firearm and that to me is really asinine you don't have to own a firearm if you don't want to but the second amendment to the constitution says that I can own a firearm, and you can't tell me otherwise. Right. Just like I can't tell you, you can't say and do what you want. Right, just like we can't make you own a firearm, you can't make us not right. own a firearm. Exactly. That's, that's pretty much what we're saying, and I think everybody has the right to feel exactly the way they want to feel, oh, right? Yeah. Um, if you don't like guns, you're, you're not a bad person. No. You know, we're not saying that at all. But, you know, don't look at us and say, well, you like guns, so you're a terrible human being, exactly. which is a you're lot the, you're of the, the time. children are dying right, all and a lot of the country. time, and I'm not saying this for everybody, but... Sometimes when you say, "Look, I'm I'm pro gun," people look at you like you like you're fucking nuts. I know, <laughs> you know, and they're like, "How could you be for guns? They're a terrible thing." Yeah, well, they exist, unfortunately, and the Humanity only humanity is worse than right. Inanimate, I mean, inanimate objects, right? So, so continue continuing down in the same area here. So we we were we were just looking at uh, sex, section two fifty six dot zero seven subsection one. We just went over that defines like the un the unserialized receivers as as receivers now. Um, which I guess they were under the law they weren't right. No, so, they they were still firearms, but now they define them as, as actual ha- having right. to need to be right. serialized. Um, subsection two, right below that, just goes into saying that a gunsmith shall engrave, cast, stamp, or otherwise uh, place a unique serial number um, on that on that receiver, um, and now. This is kind of where this comes into play with everybody now being a gunsmith under the law. Only a licensed gunsmith is allowed to stamp those receivers with a serial number. Right. Okay. And they're- so this is kind of where it all ties in. This is kind of like that sneakiness, you know, right. like they're saying, well, you know, a gunsmith is the one that has to register, uh, that has to stamp your receiver. So, right. So like you're thinking, oh, that, that's not too bad. I can build it in my basement. Right. I can go to a gun store. I can get it stamped and, and do what we have to do with nope. it. No. Because this law has now made every single person that puts two pieces of a gun together into a into a gunsmith, you're now an unlicensed gunsmith right. in New York State, and only a gunsmith can stamp a serial number. And it's not even that. And it's, it's just also saying that you can't have a gun without a serial number. So even if the gunsmith builds a gun for you, it has to be serialized. And right. then that serial number that the gunsmith puts on with their personal identification marks has to be submitted to the New York State Police for registration. Right. It's which, similar it's similar if anybody in free states that happens to be listening deals in the NFA world. If you make your own suppressor at home, you have to put, you know, identifying marks and a serial number. If you right. get a short barreled rifle done, the gunsmith has to put their um, identifying marks and a serial number and then that information gets sent off to the ATF. Similar process, but obviously we don't get the cool stuff like the rest of the country does. Right, and then going right below that, as Taylor said, this kind of goes into um, the registration aspect. Um, a gunsmith, a gunsmith shall register with the Division of State Police any firearm, rifle, shotgun, finished frame or receiver, or unfinished frame or receiver that 
he or she has manufactured assembles or causes to manufacture or assemble and it goes on and on and on but we're just saying that you know that that first that first line a gunsmith shall right so that's not you know right a a a gunsmith a gunsmith so now we're everyone's a gunsmith now (laughs) every single person under this law is a gunsmith if you put if you put two pieces you know if you put the parts of a of a firearm together, right. you're now component parts of a and, firearm, right? And a gunsmith, duly licensed gunsmith, is the person who has to stamp it and register it. Right. So you you can't do it. No. Right. So, and you know what? That's very unfortunate because even if they made, even if they made a clause that said, "Hey, we don't want ghost guns in New York," you have to put some sort of serial number on the gun, and. You know, people be like, well, you know, maybe that's not the end of the world if right. I just have to stamp a serial number. Right. But the fact is, is if, if I build a gun from an 80% receiver and stamp a serial number on it, it's still untraceable because nobody knows that I put that serial number on it. Right. I could put FUAC 0001. Right. You know? And well, that's part of the reason why they're creating a registry right. now because this because now they can take that firearm and, and run that. Let's say you stamp one, two, three, four right. as the serial number on the gun you made in your basement. Now they can back check that with the you know the registry that they want to create here yeah. and um effectively see okay well you stamped this essentially or, or nobody stamped it right technically nobody no gunsmith right quote unquote a licensed gunsmith i should say stamped it or registered it registered it which would now make you a felon in fact um any gunsmith who fails to comply with the provisions that we just talked about shall be guilty of a class c felony yeah, the big F word, the felony, man. That's that's a right. big one. And that's scary for a lot of people, man. I mean, it should scare everybody, I think. Yeah, felonies are big deals, man. It that that prohibits a lot of people with good intentions from doing it. You know, it prohibits a lot of people who might be the hobbyist, who might build their own guns, who might you know, there's plenty of other guns besides ARs that get built from unfinished frames or receivers. A lot of people make semi auto um versions of submachine guns from parts kits sten guns papa shahs pps 43s they build a lot of them uzis people build semi-auto uzis you know not necessarily not necessarily in new york you could well you can technically if you make it compliant which is kind of impossible to do for some of these things but let's just say you're a law enforcement officer and you you have the ability to have quote assault weapons and you want to you're a hobbyist and you like building historical you know semi-auto replicas of famous submachine guns you know well now you can a gunsmith has to do it mm-hmm. and you know i mean that takes away the the whole interest of doing it yourself and it's going to cost you a crap load of money to get the actual license no not even do that but sometimes just to send stuff to a gunsmith i mean mm-hmm. little shit oh right yeah they, they won't charge you for it, but to if you have like a custom job like i said if you want to build like a semi-auto uzi and you were doing it at home and and whatever and now you have to send it off to a gunsmith to do. They're going to charge you. What's welding? What's crazy is you can go out and buy all these pieces. Yeah. Have them in a box. Yeah. Next to all next to each other. Right. right. And then you could drive that box to a quote unquote gunsmith. Right. right? A, let's say let's let's just call it a real gunsmith. Right. A licensed right? a licensed real not under this not necessarily under this bill but a, but a gunsmith an actual gun shop right. an FFL a gunsmith <laughs> right. you know somebody right yeah. and then they could put it together and that's okay but right. if you take those same parts and put them together then you're you're a felon and I like how it doesn't make a distinction in the law between serialized and unserialized finished receivers. Like, for example, like we were talking about earlier, if you just get a regular, you know, Poverty Pony Anderson uh, lower, an AR-15 lower, and you transfer to you in 4473, 
technically, by you assembling component parts of that firearm, you're you're breaking the law. Well, I think that would be under the section of uh, unfinished frame or receiver. Well, it because it it's, un, it's unfinished. Well, unfinished by what standard? Manufacturing or unfinished by component parts? And that's where it's really ambiguous. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said, you know, unfinished could be, hey, it doesn't have the trigger in it. Or unfinished could be, it's an 80%, you need to mill it out. Mm-hmm. You know, I I get that they're talking about ghost guns, but the ambiguity right. of the law really leaves a lot to be open. It right. leaves a lot to be desired. There's mm-hmm. a lot of open ends on this. Right. So the way I read it, the way I interpret it was right. an unfinished frame or receiver mm-hmm. could mean unfinished as in physically unfinished or unfinished as in not completed. Right. Like not the, the component parts trigger the stock. Right. The, the, the upper, the barrel. And I and I didn't see any definition of that in anywhere. Exactly. I we we read the bill, and that's that's why I believe my interpretation of law. Again, we're not lawyers. We're just reading the bill, giving our interpretation, our thoughts on it. You guys have to read it yourself and and really, if you need any additional information on it, consult maybe <laughs> some some lawyers or something, <laughs> which we all have to kind of be in New York anyway. But you know, the, the way I read it was that even just a normal. 4473 that's transferred to you, you know, from a gun shop is provisioned under this, is is included in this. Mm-hmm. Well, it does say here, an unfinished frame or receiver means um, any material that does not constitute the frame or receiver of a firearm. I mean, that is such a confusing that- line, right? <laughs> How does this mean? For the purpose of this section, quote, unfinished frame or receiver, end quote, means a piece of any material that does not constitute the frame or receiver of a firearm, rifle, or shotgun, but that has been shaped, formed in any way. So, I mean, it kind of sounds like they're not talking about... Finished. I mean, it, it kind of just, it really, I mean, at least for me, this subsection kind of feels like it's talking about... 80%. Yeah, I mean, something that, because it does lay out, like I said before, um, which may be readily made into a functional frame or receiver through milling, drilling, or other means. Right. So, okay. it's, I mean, you know, the wording is confusing on purpose. Oh, it is, it is. And, but getting back to the, the first part that we read, it just basically, it says, any person who assembles, manufactures, fabricates, builds, or fits together the component parts of a firearm... Rifle or shotgun, regardless of whether a firearm, rifle, or shotgun is intended for personal use, is um, is is a gunsmith. So right. So either way, they define firearm. <laughs> and if right, you already so have way. the forty four seventy three transfer to lower, which is technically a firearm, if you assemble mm-hmm. anything onto that felony, right? Bam. Because you're a gunsmith now, and you're not licensed. As a gunsmith. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping down to the bottom of the page, yeah. two fifty six uh, dot ten. Of the penal law, they added uh, subsection 8. Any person other... So this is kind of important. This is kind of where it defines that you have to be licensed, right? Mm -hmm. So it says, any person other than a gunsmith duly licensed. So now, don't forget, everyone's a gunsmith now, okay? Everybody's a gunsmith now. (laughs) And now this this subsection is is saying that you have to be licensed. So... Any other person, uh, any person other than a gunsmith duly licensed uh, pursuant to section 400 of this chapter who assembles, manufactures, fabricates, builds, or fits together uh, the component parts of a firearm, rifle, shotgun, other than for the purpose of performing routine cleaning or maintenance. Turn page. 
It, it pretty much just says uh, for non-commercial. Oh, so this is kind of important. It says um, maintenance on a lawful on a lawfully possessed firearm, rifle or shotgun for non-commercial purpose is guilty of a class C felony. So this is basically saying this is where it defines you're a gunsmith, you're not licensed, and it and it's pretty much any gun for personal use. Right. It says non-commercial. non-commercial, right? So. I mean that's Not for that's resale, right. that's kind of the way. I mean that for me really when I read that I was like yeah, wow that's you know them putting in there that non-commercial because you you I mean up until this bill was was in, was put in, um, you know you could like like you were saying earlier you could make uh, an unserialized gun and yeah. it would be okay because it would be for personal use. Yeah, federally federal law states that you could build a firearm for personal use as long as it complies with all NFA laws and state laws, localities, etc. not have to be serialized or stamped with any identifying marks. The only time it would have to be is if it's sold. So you have to put some sort of identifying marks in order to sell it, which you're not really supposed to do anyway, but, you know, shit happens. (laughs) It's It's your gun. You could sell it. You got bills to pay, whatever. Right. So on the rest of that page, we're on page three. I mean, it kind of just... They they add um, a bunch of subsections, and some of these are exceptions, you know, for like the six month grace period, for example. Yeah. And oh, it does lay out some right. Months. It lays out some um, some ways that you could be guilty of, uh, you know, of certain class C felonies, and those are definitely worth, I guess, reading into if you decide to. <laughs> you know, if this bill yeah. becomes law, if you decide if you feel to like being a felon right, in twenty twenty, I mean, <laughs> exactly. This law's and, for you. That's it, exactly. So if, if you are planning on breaking the law, um, you might want to read that because you might want to know uh, what, you get well, what you're getting into. Right. Yeah. So at the bottom of page four, I'm just uh, kind of reading over what I, what I circled here. There's a lot to this law. It's a lot of legalese. It's a lot of... I mean, to be frank, it's just a lot of bullshit. <laughs> I'm not going to beat around the bush on that one. There's a lot to go over and... You know, John just sitting there with papers in hand, notes. He's got the edges of the paper marked up with notes. And it's just one of these things where you, you I kind of feel like sometimes I beat, beat this horse to death when we say New York passes crap laws, New York does this, New York does that. But this is really a crap right. law. This is really meant, because you know what, if you, if you have a handgun and you're going to commit crime with it, whether it's a ghost gun or not, regardless... Mm-hmm. You're committing a crime. You're going to go shoot somebody. You're going to go do something illegal. If you're building firearms to circumvent background check laws, you're committing a crime. You're circumventing right. background check laws. If you're building rifles that are unserialized in order to sell them on the black market, right. you're committing a crime. So right. why define, why add on more laws that only hurt people who build law-abiding firearms mm-hmm. and people who abide by mm-hmm. the law? Why, why hurt them? Right. Well, because we all know that, I mean, laws in general only apply to law-abiding citizens. But right. you know, it's you know, not not to be a dead horse here, but right. you know, this horse is gun gun, gun control mutilated. laws only apply to the <laughs> right, only apply to the law-abiding citizen. I mean, right. Um, so down at the bottom of page four, um, this this section kind of just says in plain English that you cannot assemble a firearm unless you're a licensed unless you're licensed. You know, in, in, in New York State as a as a, uh, as a gunsmith. So I'll, right. I'll read it, though. It says, No person shall engage in the business of gunsmith, which we all now are gunsmith, uh, or dealer in firearms, nor, and this is where they, now they added this portion, nor assemble, manufacture, fabricate, build, or fit together the component parts of a firearm, 
rifle, a shotgun, other than for the purpose of performing routine cleaning and maintenance. Again, you're right. allowed to take the whole thing apart <laughs> and put it <laughs> right? back together. And put it back together, and, and, that, and that's okay, right? Because that's, that's maintenance. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on a lawfully possessed firearm, rifle, shotgun, for non-commercial purposes, a.k.a. personal guns, unless licensed pursuant to this section. So, They put lawfully possessed in there. If the gun's already lawfully possessed, then, like, what the fuck does it matter? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's already yours, it's already lawfully possessed, it doesn't matter how it came to be in existence. You know? Right, I that, mean... And I guarantee you this will stop nothing. <laughs> This will stop no crime. This will stop no one. No one criminal will stop putting together a ghost gun and be like, right. ah, damn. Yeah, no, I don't I'm think anyone, anybody who wants to do this, I mean, they're going to do it. Right, regardless. Right. Or um, they're just going to go to a store and buy a gun and then go commit whatever acts they're going to commit with it. Right. You I mean, know, it's, that's, it's, that's my whole thought. It's, it's laws like this that just, I don't know, it's weird. It's like, do they really think that it's going to make a difference? Like you said in the first podcast, they think we're fucking stupid. Yeah, that's yeah, unfortunate. I mean, look, there's plenty of stupid people out there, but... There are. I mean... And undoubtedly, this, if it gets to Cuomo's desk, it will be signed. I don't know, though, because it... I mean, it does bring up that question of a registry. It doesn't It doesn't matter. The fact is, Cuomo would love a registry. Oh well, I know, God. but King as far Cuomo? as... I mean, it's definitely going to get... It's going to get... If it does pass, it's definitely it going to get challenged. Senate, man. Well, yeah, but if it becomes law, it's gonna it's gonna get challenged. It's not gonna get. It, people are gonna try and challenge it, but the courts aren't gonna take it up. Look at all the, the stuff that was challenged with the Safe Act. The only thing that was overturned with the Safe Act was the seven round magazine provision, mm-hmm. because no the seven round that's an arbitrary you know that's that's a bullshit number. Right. They don't make is. seven round mags. It's either right. five or ten usually. Right. So oh, you could have your ten rounds, but you could only load it till seven. Right. You know? And how do you even enforce that? I mean, it's crazy. exactly exactly. So. That was, I believe, the only provision of the law that was challenged, mm-hmm. and we're still living with it since 2013, we're man. We're going to be living with it. I mean, I don't think that's ever going it's away. It's never going to go away. It's never going away, not in New York. And that is, that is the, the crappiest thing. I mean, even if, like, let's say, you know, a Republican gets gets elected, they're, they're not getting rid of it. I I can't, I don't see a world where it would happen. I don't think it, I, I don't think so either. Not that I think a Republican would ever... No. Well, well, well I mean, never they, say they never, right? Past, but, but never say never. But I know. You know, we we were we were promised a lot with a Republican president and a Republican controlled Congress, but we we were I think we were severely let down with a lot of things, gun rights related issues. There was a lot of things like the Hearing Protection Act that was supposed to deregulate silencers from the NFA registry to be transferred as regular Title One firearms. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to try and gain traction with the National Carry Reciprocity. So if you have a carry in, in Tennessee, mm-hmm. you can go just like a driver's license or just like any other right that you have in this country. Mm-hmm. You can go across state lines. Right. If you license to carry, then you're, right. then you're fine. I, we, we really let down on that. And I think a lot of times now, I think the best thing you could do with this is like I, I didn't know about it. I had zero clue. And I, right. I'm, on, I'm online. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I, I follow a lot of gun content. And this is also why we created this podcast because nothing is specific to New York. I mean, right. the, the, I mean, let's the, be let's be fair. Uh, any any gun channel that is is on a national scale, right. they're not exactly interested in this. I mean, no. it doesn't apply to ninety no. percent of their audience. It really so doesn't. I can see where. Even if it did come across their desk, they'd probably be like, mm, well, that's New York, and that fucking sucks, but... The closest yeah. thing I see is, like, 
the subreddit New York Guns on Reddit, you know. Right. And right. That's that's one of the places where I saw it. I saw it on Facebook first on, on a Long Island Firearms forum uh, uh, page uh, group, and then I saw it on Reddit. I, I searched Reddit and it was posted like a week ago, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I never heard of this. And this is why I think doing this podcast now, right. like this this episode of this podcast, is so important. And I right. I really hope anybody that listens, our five people yeah, that guys, listen, like share it. I mean, tell people about it. Just say you hear about this law that they're trying it's, to pass. It's it's hard, even if you're in Utah. Right. I mean, it's hard for for us to really super explain every single part in the, the, in the bill. I mean, it's just like the, the the wording is is so is so weird and and backwards and I call it legally, you know, right? Yeah, and it's it's like. Well, you know, an unfinished fire or a frame and receiver is not considered an unfinished frame and receiver. Like, what is that? You know, it's like, but it is Big this X, Y, and Z. If hilarious. it can be milled or it can be, you know, popped out of a piece of cardboard as like, it's like weird, right. <laughs> right. you know? So it, it's, it's worth you reading. I mean, I'm sure you can find it. And we, we actually did have, there's like a, a little PDF uh, Taylor sent me or a post that Taylor sent me that I ended up printing that it, it, it kind of breaks it down yeah, and yeah, I it guess kinda kinda, the it really points. it really it like just says like this you know this section added this this section added this but it doesn't really break down like what are, what's the impact of it you know it's, it does say that you know for example you know subsection one made it so like you know if you put to get put all the pieces together you're you're a gunsmith and later it says like okay only gunsmiths can register it's like it's worth reading. Let me put it that way. Exactly, exactly. And um, on the first page of the bill, John, it should say the sponsor of the bill. Uh, it's it's introduced by Senators Hoyleman, Kaplan, Biagi, Guandres, and Liu. So those are all the uh, senators that sponsored this garbage legislation. So, I mean, it, it. like I said, sometimes you hear, oh, call your senators, contact your senators, email them, write them. I'm going to tell you to do that, but I know in reality it's not going to make. They're going to they're going to just they are going to just yeah. throw it out. So what you really have to do is spread it around to people. If enough people know about it, if enough people know the details of this, if enough people get the information out there, it could spread and it could be right. known that hey, they're trying to do this. They're right. they're passing this. Right. And we need to do something about it. Yeah, and uh I mean, I do. I do support contacting your your elected officials. You know. oh, of course. The this just. I mean, just you just reminded me of something. Like, I I do know a person who lives uh, in New York City, and um, you know, when all this like anti law enforcement stuff was going around, and you know, th- this kid said to me, you know what, like, you know, he's you know he's a law enforcement supporter. He's like, you know what, I'm 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 going to write a letter. Mm-hmm. You know, to to either one of the city council members or something, somebody in Congress, somebody, somebody who's elected, you know, yeah, in the city, elected and they they got a re- they wrote a long a long letter and they got a response. It was a little pamphlet and it was about COVID. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Right. So really? the response. Right. So it was like, look, you know, I feel like we should really be, you know, backing our law enforcement. You know, we're we're talking about a, 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 a such a minority of of cops who you know are doing the wrong thing, and we should really be pushing to to back the blue. Not you know we you know I live in the city. I don't want to defund the police. I feel safer when there's police. And this and this guy sends back. I'm not gonna say who it was, but this 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 uh, politician sends back um, a pamphlet on COVID has impacted New York City. Like are you what you like you don't even oh have you don't God. even take the time. This person wrote you a letter, and and you're the elected official in their district, and you don't. 
don't have the time of the day, yeah. right? I mean, you're, you're we're, we're electing these people. They work for us. They work for us. We'd be better off sending you some Burger King coupons. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. I get yeah. a better response from uh, <laughs> when I when I have soggy fries at McDonald's, yeah. you know? Publisher's clearing yeah, I mean, sent you. <laughs> right? right? I got soggy fries. They sent me a coupon for a free <laughs> for a free large almost instantly. <laughs> Those ads that you that pop up on the porn sites with me and Khalifa's face are more informative oh, than that COVID God. packet. Oh God. But I, I think that we're, we're so I just far think removed it's sad, you know? from, from government officials. It's just so sad. It is. It is. And sometimes there's a feeling of helplessness. Sometimes there's a feeling of hopelessness. It, I mean, it I, for me, it's a feeling of defeat, man. Like, when, when you elect these people, and even if you did vote, you know, one way or the other. Like, let's say you voted. Because, I mean, you, you could be... You can be a Democrat and still be yeah, yeah. still be pro-gun. Or the other way around, right. for that matter. You know, if you take the time of the day to to write somebody and like you either don't get a response. I can even understand not you getting a response, get a but response, like you yeah. get a response and it's like not even about whatever you wrote right. them. It's like, dude, that's a for me, that's like just utter defeat, like a slap in the face. Right. Like, what damn, can like, you do? You like at that can point, you go to did this you, person's office? Can right. You, right. And like at that point, did you even read did they even read or did somebody in their office even read like no, someone got the letter and they were like, Well, just put them on the mailing list. Yeah. I, I've been to protests at the Albany Capitol, the governor's mansion, right. back when there was um, when the Safe Act was going to be passed. There right. was like like thousand people. There was there was a crap right. load of people. Everyone carrying signs, people speaking. I have pictures of it. I felt really good after that. I'm like, you know what? We're at this we're at this guy's doorstep. Right. There's no way he cannot hear us. There's no way he cannot <laughs> right. see right. that. And you know what? It got passed anyway. It doesn't make a difference, man. It really. I doesn't. voted. I, I voted to get that that you know dictator out of out of office, and <laughs> my vote just I felt like didn't do anything. I'm going to keep voting. I'm not telling people not to vote, but this but is vote, why I think you know what every single you know everyone says like oh New York will always be blue. New York will always be blue. That prevents a lot of people, right? I mean that prevents a lot of people who vote red to not vote, right? Right. So and uh, you know from my. I've had loved ones of mine say, well, you know, what? what's the point? I always tell them, like, look, like voting in, in, in a local election is even more important than voting right. for in a presidential election. You don't election. like your high taxes? You think right. your school board sucks? Right. You think your sanitation guys suck? Right. Vote them out. Right. You, you have to vote. If every single person who would have voted, you know, red, let's say, voted, it might be pretty close. If I remember correctly, the last election, the state was predominantly red, except for the, the New York the, City. Um, New York City, and I think like one or two places upstate. Mm-hmm. I think right. it was predominantly red. Right. And that, to me, just shows the overwhelming... It's the power of... Right. Right. The I rest mean, of the state right. wants something, but a small, dense population of people living in the city say otherwise. Right. Um... I, I think that it's something just to get awareness out now. Right. I agree. Yeah. So moving on, we're on page five. We're going to go all the way to the bottom. Oh, man, we're still and, going with this? Yeah. I mean, listen, we have a... Oh. We're, we're, we're almost done. we got a couple pages oh, left. We're going, to go, we're going to go a little bit over an hour today. But it's important stuff. It is. So down at the application section, this this is, this is was kind of interesting to me um, because this is where it lays out that you can actually apply for this gunsmithing license right. purely for the purpose to build, you know, a building personal, right. uh, personal use firearms. So it does, you know, it has the regular application stuff that's been there already, and then it adds, 
or for a person applying for a license as a gunsmith in order to assemble, manufacture, fabricate, build, or fit together, blah, 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 blah. More of the same um, for non-commercial purposes. So to me, that's saying that, hey, if you want to do this, all you have to do is apply for the apply for the license and they're going to give it to you to to build you know stuff in your but like your reason can just be i'm going to build personal firearms right but getting involved in that the cost of doing so the invasion of privacy is right i mean you do you do have to it does lay out in here that you do have to provide you know your your home address and where you're going to be doing this and your full name and all and all that stuff stuff that i mean I mean, they they realize as gun owners don't exactly like to give the government. Right. It'd be <laughs> you more know? useful if you were actually in the business of being a gunsmith or if you were being a dealer in firearms. Obviously, that is a completely different scenario. But if you're just a guy that wants to try and comply with this law, build a couple of firearms for his own personal use, for the average person, it's not worth getting a gunsmith license. And that's where they, they're right. banking on the fact right. that... You know, do you think the criminals are going to be saying, hey, man, we could get a gunsmith license. We could crank these no, out. No, but we're talking about yeah. criminals. You know, I criminals, know. it doesn't make a difference hence, anyway. But, hence you know, satire. Right, but for the law-abiding citizen who's, you know, let's say... Yo, Mac look, Ball is gunsmith, yo. I mean, and then, you know, even going further than this, now that, you know, and this this has kind of popped into my head because I'm sure somewhere out there, like, look, if I built an, an AR, you know, 10 years ago, yeah. right... And now, you know, I'm getting into my 30s or whatever. I have a kid and I realize, like, you know, I need some money. I can sell this firearm for, let's say, you know, $1,000. Let's just say I just throw the number out there. Yeah. Am I allowed to sell this firearm now? Because I'm a, I'm a, you know, what at, at what line do you become a dealer in firearms? Well, you're now? only a dealer in firearms if you're in the, in, engaged in the business of selling firearms. So if you make a substantial part of your income selling firearms... Right. Federally, that makes you an FFL, a federal okay, firearms right. licensee. If you don't have a license, then it's illegal. If you just sell a couple of guns to enhance your personal collection, that's right. there's nothing wrong with that. So in theory, I could apply yeah. for a, for this gunsmithing license to pr- produce personal firearms right. for non-commercial use. I, let's say I build, I don't even know, one every couple months and then sell it. That would because if if your intent is to build them to sell them, but who's to say what my intent is, right? I know, I know, know. it's such a intent, man. That's that's the that's the thing that'll get you. And like I said, that's why for the average person, it's not worth it, right? You know, I I wouldn't pursue getting a gunsmith license just so I could build a couple of arrows. I got enough of them, you know, right? (laughs) Right. I it's not worth it for me, and unfortunately, it's going to disenfranchise a lot of people from getting into the quote home built hobby. And right. it's not even ARs. Like I said, AKs, people home-build AKs. They home-build handguns. They build custom 1911s. They build, you know, replicas of, semi-auto replicas of, of really famous submachine guns and firearms. Some people take demilled parts kits, you know, and, and rebuild them. Mm-hmm, I mean, right. it's one of the, some of the coolest guns I've seen were, were parts kits builds that were, you know, they were chopped up pieces and then they got rebuilt as semi-auto guns. I mean, one of the coolest ones I've seen was a Chinese brand that Ian McCollum from Forgotten Weapons has. It was a brand gun that was rechambered for 762 by 39 and mm-hmm. takes a top-mounted AK mag. Right. That thing is cool as hell. Can't do that, though. Can't do that in New York. Well, it's a mean, safe fact anyway, but you can't do that anyway. <laughs> we, we, the, the King right, Cuomo won't right, let you. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's something special. It is. <laughs> it really, it really is. is. Now, getting back to what I said last podcast, though, it, it doesn't... I'm not giving this law any credit. Don't take don't take this the wrong way, but it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't stop you from owning a firearm. 
Right. It doesn't stop you from going to a store and buying that compliant day or buying right. that compliant day. Right. It just stops you from doing it at home, which is right. going to save you a crap load of money. And the one thing I want to get across to people is, even though I vehemently disagree with this law, you still have to have a gun. You still have to go and buy one. The more people that own guns in the state, the more power we the people have. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see this law... Man, I don't really it, see it. It affects this. me. All my ARs were home built. No, I know. I mean, I know it's going to affect a lot of people. I'm saying, like, I don't see this law not passing. I see it probably going to pass. I, I see it as passing. Because there's really... Think about the dead children that had nothing to do with mm-hmm. ghost guns. I mean, can someone make an argument that it's infringing on, on your right? Because no. if you buy a firearm elsewhere, it would be, let's say you can't afford it. No, it's not infringing. I mean, the only thing I could see of it infringing is on a federal level, because mm-hmm. federally you're allowed to build your own guns. That would be the mm-hmm. only thing I could see mm-hmm. being challenged, is if somebody says, hey, federally, I'm allowed to build my own guns as long as they're compliant to all state local laws, right. federal laws, right. whatever. You're now saying that I can't do this as an individual. Right. That would be the only challenge I could yeah. see to this law. And then, who's going to take it up? Yeah, I don't know. You know? <laughs> so just... I kind of wrote out, wrote down some takeaways yeah, here. Yeah, take away. Take me away. As we discussed, this bill pretty much takes away the ability for people to build guns at home. Right. You know, kind of like a home homebrew gun. Um, and that's for non-commercial use, as it right. states, says multiple times. And that's how they're distinguishing, you know, people building for their business versus people building, you know, a personal weapon. Right. Um, It does lay out that everybody is now a gunsmith. Yeah. If you assemble a gun um, in, in your house and whatnot. Um, now, going into the licensing, because it does say, hey, you can license, you can license, uh, get a license as a gunsmith and build and build firearms in your house. But I'm curious, you know, the state does lay out what it, what they will license, license, excuse me, license versus not license. Right. And what they can deny you for. But, I mean, can they deny you? I mean, having a license to build a gun is not the same as being licensed to be able to own a firearm, right? Right. So, well, can they just deny you? If you're allowed to build you? the guns, you're allowed to own them. That's just... Right, but so what I'm saying is, you know, if you apply for a pistol permit and there's no reason why they, why they, you know, can't give it to you, they have to give it to you, right, right. over time. But this, isn't, this is not the same. So at some point, can they just deny everybody just to deny everybody? They could. I mean, theoretically, they could. If a person doesn't meet, like, good moral character, if, for example, I don't know if, for example, if you get an FF, if you're interested in getting a gunsmith license or an FFL, if you're, let's just say you want to have the gunsmithing license out of your house. Mm-hmm. If it's not zoned commercially, I mean, it says right. for personal uh, use, but right. I mean, who knows? Can, if, if you're a gunsmith... Like I'm sure there's ordinances within right. each each town and village. Like, right. well, a, you know, a gunsmith is considered. If you're a gunsmith, you're considered a commercial industry. Right. And, Even though you know, it's for can, non-commercial right, purposes. Right. But you know, we're talking about now like re- very, very, very local. Right. I mean, you know, in some towns you can have a business on a street corner, and some you can't because right. it's just zoning laws. So yeah. now, am I going to be subject to zoning laws because I have that? gunsmithing license, license you know is that going to be part of it you know is is it going to be well you don't fit into the 
you know, you gave us your address and your location, but that, you know, your address and location you're is within zoned for yards right. Of the school. Right. Your your location does is not zoned for commercial use and under the law, commer- you know, a gunsmith is now yeah. a commercial you know, it's Even like it says for non commercial purposes. Right. It's like, like all these little nuances school, that are gonna have you know, to really be do? right. And it's gonna be those little nuances where you know, it'll be passed and not that they really care, but figure it you out know, later. Well, they won't even have to figure it out because it's going to be like, oh, well, you know, well, well, we put in the bill and said, right, right, exactly. I'll give you a little anecdote that's very similar to this. I applied uh, earlier in the year or the end of last year for my CNR uh, 03 FFL, Cura and Relics license. Mm -hmm. I was approved by the feds, the ATF, but the the, uh, ATF Manhattan office called me and said, Hey, by the way, uh, I don't know if you know this, but we'll we'll give you the license, no problem. Right. But New York State basically just makes it like a cocktail napkin. It makes it v- void right. because the way the law is, there's no carve out exception for O3 FFLs like there is for O1 or O7 manufacturers in terms of bringing uh, CNR firearms into the state. So right. all firearms coming into New York State has to go through a dealer through a background check, right. and O3 is not a dealer in firearms, so therefore. You can't bring the gun directly to your house. You have to bring mm-hmm. it to an O1 for a background check. Right. Now, from what I was reading online, people were like, oh, I've had my O3 for, for 15 years, and I do it all the time. And I'm like, you know, that's great. I'm not going to take the advice of somebody on the Internet. Just Right. It's great that you do it because that's how you interpreted the law. Right. But mm, In pre-safe act, it was fine. Right. But if the lady at the ATF field office in Manhattan told me, hey, by the way, we'll give it to you, but you can't use it. You I'm might want to go with take their her recommendation. Advice. Yeah, I mean, if they're if they're taking the time to call you, right. it's probably important, right? Because why else are they going to call you? I mean, right. that's a big deal. Exactly. So I could get this license and I could put it on my wall, but I could never use it to have guns <laughs> shipped into. Right. I mean, right. I could use it if I go out of state, go to gun shows out of state, mm, but right. I can't use it to have firearms shipped to my home right. that are CNR eligible. Which is the main reason why. $30 right. for a three-year license, that's what the price of one transfer. Right. Yeah, I mean. So getting into that, New York State tends to, you know, screw you over in a lot of ways mm-hmm. unexpectedly. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, gunsmithing licenses, dealer and firearms licenses. A lot of people, they had FFLs operating out of their houses, but now they can't. Because right. the state doesn't allow it. So just to kind of bring it all together. Bring it home. Um you know, just just to put everything in, in, in the simplest terms as far as this bill, um, kind of what it lays out. Any person who assembles any parts of a firearm, you're now considered a gunsmith. Every gunsmith must be licensed or it's a C felony. Only a gunsmith can register um, the gun and only a gunsmith can stamp, you know, serial numbers or identifying marks on a gun that they have built in their own home, right? So that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> I mean, the law. That's the law, right? So you're a gunsmith now. If you if you decide, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna build a gun. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're you're now a gunsmith, right? And you need to serialize your gun, but you can't do that unless you are a gunsmith, right. and you it's need to register the gun. But bullshit. you can't do that unless you're a gunsmith. Yeah. Right. So. And you have to be licensed. So although the law does create now creates a lot of gunsmiths, you're not a legal gunsmith. You're you're a you're a felony. You're you're a felonious gunsmither. (laughs) Not a bad name. Felonious gunsmither. (laughs) The the felonious gunsmither. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's the law. That's the law. I mean, it's. (laughs) 
So now knowing this information, what we ask all of our five listeners to do <laughs> is to get out there and just tell people about it. Tell your family, tell your friends, be like, hey, you know they're trying to pass this bullshit? I heard the New York gun guys talking mm-hmm. about it. I didn't right. know about it. They, they pulled it over us during COVID, right. and now it's passed the Senate. I'm going to put... I'm going to take some time. I'm going to put the law, the the bill in the show notes. Yeah. Pretty sure, I, you know, we're, we're still figuring this all out. So I'm going to yeah, try and do that. Yeah, we're to this. So and um, I think I'm also going to, I'll also upload it to uh, to Instagram yeah. just so people can slide through it and, yeah. and kind of see what we're dealing with. Because it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it seems it's a like lot. not a lot of people know. And it's, no, I mean, it's well on its way know. to becoming law. It's very well on its <laughs> way. It's well on its way. the way there. Yeah, I mean, that's... Which is bullshit. It's scary. It's scary it shit. So. You know, John, I was going to come in here today talking about how to buy a gun in New York and bring this cool <laughs> it just M1 got a, It just got a lot harder And then the other <laughs> night, anything. I sent him this, this text about this. I'm like, yeah, He was dude, like, dude, he was like, this is what we have to do it about. What we, we have, have to, do. to do it about. We have to do about it. This is what we have to do. Get the information out there so everybody can just know what they're dealing with. Tell people, spread the word, and hopefully we can mm-hmm. maybe make enough noise so that way people can maybe try and challenge it, maybe try and do something about it, and contact the people that are responsible for this piece of trash legislation. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, Taylor, I mean, do you think, and I, I know we're going to agree, I, I, do you think that this is going to make anybody safer? Um, no. Okay, I don't. I don't really. I think, I think this d- is and mainly do because Jack Diddley squat. I, 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 yeah, I think that it's not going to make anybody safer just because it's not going to stop anyone from doing. No. <laughs> if you're already milling receivers in your basement and you yeah. have the ability to do that, or 3D print receivers. I mean, listen, you could 3D print a, a, a firearm. Oh, it's amazing! I love watching <laughs> right? YouTube videos. I mean, Glocks. who's who's it's who's going to stop doing that? If they, you know, I mean, who's going to stop doing that? Uh, no one. Right. And I don't think this law is going to stop anyone from doing no it. One. I mean, I would and be shocked. You know. I love watching the videos. I think the uh, the YouTube channel is called Control Pew. C-R-N-T-L. Mm-hmm. It's like the keyboard shortcut. Pew. Right. They put out um, videos on 3D printed firearms, homemade firearms, and mm-hmm. they have a YouTube channel as well. I just love watching their videos. It's it's so great. One featured Dugan Ashley recently who seems to have gone a little off the deep end. Mm-hmm. He was the guy in Carnicon. I don't know if you ever saw his videos. No. Funny, just great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, John, I think that's pretty much where we're at with this. Right. Yeah, I don't think it's going to make anybody safer. No. Taylor, do you think this is going to stop anyone from actually building guns at home? Uh, no. I mean, is it going to stop you from building guns at home? I can't say that on mic. <laughs> no, but I mean, you you did say it's not worth getting. Right. I mean, look, getting. at this point, if, if there's no market for it... So look, Taylor is... <laughs> he's a law-abiding citizen, right? Oh, yeah. He's not going to illegally produce guns in in his basement so he, he's just one person let's say right. there's there's got to be thousands of people who who do make guns oh. just for personal use right a lot of people i know so, make ar-15s right. parts kits right so they're destroying an entire industry exactly so even if even if taylor did want to do this i mean the right. parts are going to be hard to hey, find. you know what i have i have a lower that i haven't built up yet right i got to build it up before this bill passes you have to i got to make it compliant Right, you, you have know? to, or else that's it. I know, and that's how. But I built you, all you my will ARs. need to. It does lay out that you will need to register that. No, it does. No, it, it, it do, already if has it's not, a serial number. It's not an eighty percent. But, but it's going to have to be registered. No, only if it doesn't have a serial number. No, if it's even if it's serial, so only a gunsmith can serialize, and only a gunsmith can register. Right after the law goes into effect. 
if it's done before the law, then it's illegally I don't, owned. I don't see that it was grandfathered in. No, because then see. every gun would have to be registered, and that's not what they're getting at. Basically, what they're getting at is anybody who builds a gun after this law is enacted has to go through a gunsmith to do it, and then the gunsmith has to register it with the state police. So if then, let me let me ask you this. Why put the six-month provision in? Because they have to put a grace period in to allow people to bring guns to gunsmiths in order to get it done. Because if they didn't put a grace period in overnight, then literally everyone overnight who had an 80% gun would be a felon. Which would be, which is, I think they would want to do anyway, but they, they, I think they had to put a grace period in. But the, I, I don't believe it's the intent to have serialized lowers before the bill passes have to go to a gunsmith because there's already a, there's already a record of that firearm existing. It's already done through a background check. They could trace it. What they're more so, so mm. concerned about is the untraced, quote untraceable, quote unserialized, eighty percent guns that you can build and have no record of. So if the gun, for example, like if I had a lower and I didn't build it up before this law passed, technically by the letter of the law, because it's an unfinished frame or receiver and I have to assemble the component parts onto it and I'm not a gunsmith, I would have to give it to a gunsmith and they would have to then register it with the state police. So I think I think in the law it, it lays out... Yeah, it's, it, now that I think about it, it's kind of dumb because that gunner is, already has a serial number and it's already... So I don't know if they just have to build it or they have to right. register it only if it has... No serial numbers on it because it says here, you know, it, that if you if you're in possession of a ghost gun after after this is right, but a serialized so, lower isn't a ghost gun. That's the whole thing. A, a, like an Anderson lower that you got transferred through a forty four seventy three. That's not a ghost gun. It's just it's a firearm. So getting back to the right. first provision, right. any firearm, shotgun, rifle that's not finished has to get built by a gunsmith. Right. So after the law passes, you would have to get it built by a gunsmith, but I don't think they would have to register it. I think they would because this bill puts in a registration for anything that a for gunsmith quote unquote ghost guns, and that would be because it's not a registered gun within this well, you, new bill. Well, you don't have to register it if it's if it's a rifle. You don't have to register it. If it's home built, you have to register. If it's home built, correct. So if you're in possession of a home built firearm after this after the six month grace period, you are a felon. They can't prove that it wasn't a home built that it was home built. I I don't I, think that's the case. I think that they're more so concerned with guns that don't have serial numbers. I think that that's part of it. But right. I the the way they they lay out what a ghost gun is under the law, it's anything that can. That's like an unfinished or... Well, anything that doesn't have it's, a serial number that has to 80% has no serial number, has no manufacturer's markings right. on it. So that's where this... Is, but this is exactly I think, why I think they that, do this. Right, I know. And I think the aim... <laughs> and I think you're right. I think the aim of it is to... Create this ambiguity. No, no. Well, uh, well of course. That's what it always... That's what pretty much every law chaos. is for. But I think what what you're saying about unserialized firearms is true. Yeah. So now if... You know, after the six-month grace period, if you have an unserialized firearm in New York State... You're a felon. You're a felon. Right. Right, so they give you the grace period because they want you to be able to bring that gun to a gunsmith, a licensed gunsmith. Let me put it that way because, remember, we're all gunsmiths now. Um, <laughs> a licensed gunsmith um, to be serialized. So you right. can actually, you, that's why they give you the six-month grace period. I mean, but damn, man. I, I know. Mean, damn. Jeez. So, like, basically, if you have an unserialized firearm, which is legal, it's not grandfathered in. You have no choice. You have right. to. Yeah. You have no choice under this law. I mean, you obviously have free will. Right. But you... You know, for for this purpose, have no choice. You have to bring it. You have to get it stamped. You have to have it serialized. Yeah, it's crazy. Load of bullshit. So, well, I think that's I where it's we're all at we now. got 
for today. I mean, it ran a little long today, but it, it needed mean, to run a little damn. long today. I know. It's damn. Little... <laughs> that's, that's that's just how crazy the I world know. we live in today. Is, but... Maybe we'll do something a little lighter next time. Yeah, you know what? I'm definitely <laughs> going to for for us for for podcast number two yeah. for episode number two. This was a heavy topic. This man. really this... was. <laughs> and you know, what? but it was much needed. And that's yeah, what I'm getting so. at. Yeah, I, think I think next so. next time I'm going to bring in my one of my M1s and tell the little backstory. Right. Yeah. Kind of what. I think what we were kind of discussing is maybe Taylor can, you know, bring in, you know, one of his, um, interesting guns, one of his relics and, uh, talk about it it and maybe we'll post some pictures of it on the Instagram and kind of say like, Hey, this is what we talked about today. And, you know, maybe people, maybe they'll help people kind of find the podcast a little bit and we'll pull And more so talking about like, kind of like what, what we're going to in this podcast talk about what we're into, you know, I'm into old CNR guns. I'm into new guns as well, but mostly mm-hmm, old right. guns is where I get my right. my thing. John's into handguns. John's into right, right. a lot of the minutia of the laws. And since he's in law enforcement, this mm-hmm, is what his right. expertise is in. And you know, I think we could bring a lot to the people who listen to this podcast with that. You know, I, mm-hmm. I have some interesting guns. You know, some some more standard run of the mill stuff. But a few of them, I, I there's a really cool story with right. them that I love to tell. Right. I'm kind of I'm looking forward to that because I mean Taylor's got. It stories and stories about i mean i go to his house he tells me stories about every single gun that he has right. i mean it's crazy you know he's like well you know this this marking means it came from this portion yeah. but if you look at this one it means it was like actually manufactured here so it traveled and it was actually used and yeah. i mean it's crazy you know, know like and not only guns but i also collect militaria bayonets hats well, I think, inert ordnance i think what's cool about the firearms is that you can use you, them. Well, I think like, well, no, I mean, I think like you are collecting firearms, which is really cool, but every single firearm that you collect, you're also collecting a story. Yeah, for sure. You know, you're and collecting some of them don't have a story, story but... and a story that um, if you didn't have it might not be told. Right. You know, so some of them don't have a, a visible story, but you know that they probably been through some shit or some of them have a story right. that about how I bought them, you know, right. what, what my, what my time period in my life was like or right. how I found this gun at a pawn shop or you right. know what what it got into like what got me into it right right you know so there's always a story and uh actually it, it, it's funny i joke with my wife all the time i i have the most things from north korea i think out of anybody i know i just got a stack <laughs> more of north than north korea. korea yeah i just got a stack of north korean money last night i saw night. that yeah, yeah that, that that was pretty cool yeah so i got i actually have a flag coming from uh russia north korean flag mm-hmm. and uh i actually have a couple of military hats coming mm-hmm. from uh china north korean yeah, military and, hats and that's just the the Right. Part so of I can bring in some bayonets in, and some in, yeah. cool stuff to talk about as well because right, so. it kind of goes in all together. But John, to episode number three, it'll two. it's going to be well, oh, well, well, we're two, going three. to episode Got number you. three. Right, right. So we're we're moving right along here. But I I had a lot of fun talking about this today, and I'm glad we got the information. Yeah, I'm out. glad we we had the opportunity. Like I said, it ran a little long, but it had it, to. It had to be said. So John, next time, uh, you know. John and Taylor, New York Gun Guys. Follow us on Instagram. Please share it. Share it. If this if this helped you at all, let us know. Right. I mean, Send us an email. We don't info know. at Listen. nygunguys.com. Yeah, we don't know what we're doing. Right. <laughs> so, this is normally what we if, would do. I mean, when if we you're just respect- hang out anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah, we just we shoot the shit about that. I mean, this is something we definitely would be talking about. Right. So. All right. I know Taylor needs to run, so we'll yeah, uh, catch you all next time. All right. Take it easy. Thanks. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to today's episode at the NY Gun Guys podcast. We do release a new episode every Monday. 
If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at NYGunGuys. Please give us a like, a follow, and a share. If you have any feedback or a suggestion for our future episode, definitely send us an email at info at NYGunGuys.com. We'll see you next time. Be safe out there.